Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone. This is Sue Barber. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. I am so excited today to share with you my friend Sherry Ziefenbergen. I am going to do a quick bio of her and then we're going to get into some amazing conversation. Sherry Ziefenbergen or Sherry Z as she's known has 20 plus years of experience in corporate environments. She began in public accounting, then moved into various leadership roles in the financial services industry, focused primarily on operations and global project delivery. Now, she is the founder and CEO of a company called The Dash Mindset. As a coach, she is helping leaders reveal their inner genius and unlock their full potential by leveraging an assessment called UMAP and coaching her clients to fully engage in their lives and careers. She is a self-professed travel junkie and loves to get out of her comfort zone, broaden her mind, and see new and different ways of doing things. She founded the Dash Mindset because life is made up of two dates and a dash. She feels strongly that it's up to each of us to own and pursue the dash that is meant for us. Very inspiring. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you, Sue. So good to see you. You too. So everyone should know that Sherry and I spent some time together last week at a lot of different coffee shops and had just an amazing time working together on some stuff. So uh, we we definitely had some bonding time for sure. Yes, we right. did. I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. So let's just talk about, let's go back a little bit in time. What made you leave your corporate world and move into this world of entrepreneurship? I was... Uh, trying to figure that out for the longest time. Actually, since my internship in college, I was trying to figure that out. And I decided I wanted to invest in a coach myself, something that wasn't specific to my employer, but, you know, really figuring out my my life, not just my career. And once I did that, I realized, wow, there's so much I've just been kind of um, dismissing and haven't really been giving the focus I needed to, or I guess the the growth opportunity that I needed to. And that's what actually inspired me to become a coach because I realized, wait, this is, this is a thing. This is a thing I could do. This is the part of my job I really like. This is what I've been looking for. So I actually did some contract work, realized how much I loved it, and then realized, wait, I could do this on my own. I could, this is a thing I could do. So uh, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what inspired me. And just, uh, there's a poem called the dash, which I did not write. And I just love the concept behind it and had really been kind of living according to that as much as I could, given the roles I had been in were not as me as I really ultimately. Wow, I love that. I wondered if there was any connection with the Dash poem because I had a copy of that when I was in corporate that I had in my office. And I still have a copy of it because I thought I just love the poem so much. If any, I'll put a copy if I can find a link to it uh, in the show notes for people to read if they're not familiar with it. It's just very inspiring. So I love that that's your message and how that inspired you. And we have a similar path because I met a coach and realized, wow, this is a thing. I could go do this as a job every day. How cool is that? Oh my gosh. There's so many reasons to 
meant to be friends. No, I know. It's so fun. So fun. So tell me the kind of clients that you like to work with. So initially I started out focusing on uh, one-on-one coaching and really enjoying that. And I think I needed a little bit of time away from corporate to, to kind of identify as something different. Uh, now I'm working with a variety of people, all with a leadership mindset, but not necessarily leaders in the, the normal sense. So uh, I'm helping students. I found that I'm really enjoying that. So college students, um, you know, wh- who are leaders? They're leaders of their lives trying to figure it out. And also... Um, still doing one-on-one coaching as well. And then also corporations and uh, teams within those corporations. So if there are leaders within their corporation, within corporations that are thinking, okay, how can I better help my team uh, and myself? Um, I help them as well. So mm-hmm. really uh, self-awareness is key to whatever success we want in life. And so I help people gain that self-awareness. I love that for them, especially for college students who are, you know, much like we were just trying to figure out what do we do with our lives. At that point, we're still pretty young. We haven't experienced everything yet. So where do you see that you could help them the most? Is that in determining like what kind of career to go after, how to live their life differently? What are the things you're thinking about with that? All of that. So I, and this is a relatively (laughs) recent, um, I guess, aha moment that I had because I, I I helped a few students and really had the thought in my mind at that point, oh, this is kind of a fun experiment. You know, I'll help, I'll help these particular people. Um, but I had really been thinking initially that I wanted to help people who were stuck, you know, most likely in their 40s because that's where I was and was trying to figure it out. And then when I helped the, the students I helped, I realized, wait a minute, I could prevent them from getting to that place. So um, I think it's it's really all of the above because when I was, you know, in high school and, and trying to figure, figure it out, figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, uh, I felt kind of like there was, in retrospect, of course, I felt kind of like there was a checklist and I could choose, you know, do I want to be a nurse or an accountant or a whatever? Well, I was organized at that point in my life that was pre-kids. And uh, I was organized and I like numbers. So I kind of fell into accounting and thought, well, I'll, I'll do finance as well. But I never questioned what exactly that was going to bring me or what exactly I wanted to gain from that. And so when I was working 70 hours in public accounting, when I first started out, I thought, okay, I'm getting the paperwork done. I'm helping the shareholders uh, feel comfortable with the financial statements, but what is that really doing for me? And, you know, it was a good feeling when I complete a task and then I'd go back, you know, at seven o'clock the next morning to work another 19 hour day. And I thought, really, is this really as fulfilling as I want it to be? That's when I started questioning it, but I didn't really understand what I wanted instead or what my expectation was. So what I loved about what you just said is that it's almost like the slowing down process and reflecting about if I choose this decision, whatever that decision is for anybody in their career, what is it going to mean for me? Like, how is it going to help me, impact me, develop me? What is maybe what I see next after this? Mm -hmm. It's very fascinating to me because there's so many people that I've worked with that never thought about that. And then they're in it and then they don't know what to do with that. So it sounds like you had that kind of aha moment for yourself, mm-hmm. 
which is really impressive at, you know, at that stage and knowing that you want to do something different. I love that you had the awareness that it wasn't really fulfilling for you. So what, what were some of the signs that told you that? Was it like, I'm just spending my entire life here. I have no social life. I have no other life outside of the four walls of this building. What told you that it was time to do something different? That was part of it. And I think also the thought that I I kept having this thought that, well, the next project will be more fulfilling. The next thing will be Mm. what I need. I just haven't found that thing yet. And when it really hit me that, you know, this was really, there wasn't going to be another thing that I had to really just take some time and figure it out, that it wasn't going to be the next project. It wasn't going to be the next week. Um, it was, I was traveling a lot. I was, um, traveling a lot globally for work and I love to travel. So I thought, oh, if I'm working on a global project and traveling, then that's going to be the thing. And that still wasn't fulfilling. So I thought, okay, I really need to understand myself and understand what I want. I was able to explain, have a lot of conversation with leadership about the things that were not really fulfilling to me, um, ways in which I could better use my talents and, you know, trying to understand, okay, where could I fill the void in a different way that would be beneficial to the company and to myself? I was having a lot of conversation and saying a lot of things, but I hadn't really completely understood myself and my own talents and what I was really valuing. I felt like I was really self-aware, but not to the extent I really needed to be, to be able to say, oh, wait, this is what I want to do. And this is what's going to be most valuable to Mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. And I think that's where the assessment you use is UMAP. And I think that UMAP assessment that you leverage for helping people start to learn more about themselves and who they are is really beneficial. Um, I haven't got, I read through my results. I haven't, (laughs) we haven't spent time on that yet, but I'm really interested to see like, what is some of the feedback you're getting from people after they do the assessment and how does it help you as the coach? To, to work through that with them. It's really fascinating because I was going through the certification program feeling like I was pretty self-aware. I mean, I had figured out, oh, wait, I do want to be a coach. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I had made a big move myself. So I felt like, you know, I'm really self-aware knowing that there was, there's always more to learn about yourself because we're a different person. You know, I'm a different person now than I was five minutes ago. But as I was going through the certification process and as I was discussing my own results with my coach, I had several aha moments even then. And I, you know, I had read through my results. I had understood them. I had been certified, but it's just, we continue to learn more and more about ourselves. So it's, it's just so fascinating to see that occur with my clients as well. And for them to, read through the results and then to further discuss them with me and just be able to verbally process how it applies to their lives and how it has applied throughout their lives. Um, It's just really, it's so rewarding to see. And for them to think, wait a minute, why am I doing what I'm doing? And how did I get to where I am? Because I think we all do that at some point in our lives. And no matter what we think we want to be when we grow up, we don't know when we're, you know, 18 or 20 or 25 or even 30 necessarily. It's just this this evolution as we, um, you know, go through life and 
we have some expectation that we should have had it figured out long ago and we should be, you know, going down the right path, but there isn't necessarily a right path. It's just about understanding ourselves and, and uh, living according to the person, you know, we truly are once we realize it. I love that. Let's normalize that there's no right path to get to where you want to be. And I think just being open to the fact that you change, you grow, you learn things, all of that has to happen in its own time. And there is no one right answer. So I love that you said that. Maybe um, it would be helpful in case people are not familiar with the UMAP assessment. Can you share a little bit about what's included and why you love it? I when okay, so I quite quite honestly, when I first discovered UMAP and heard about it, I thought, well, now how is this different? Is this really? Am I really gonna have more self awareness once I do this? And I was just blown away, even prior to being certified in it, and how helpful it was because. It incorporates, it really it really helps us understand who we are, why we operate the way we do, what we actually, the skills we actually prefer using, not just the ones that we're good at or maybe are expected to use, but the ones that we actually enjoy. And it helps us understand how we're wired, so our, our personality. So uh, what I love about it is it's a holistic perspective of all of those things because I have always been a little bit of a um, an assessment junkie. And, you know, all the things. And so, you know, meeting you, Sue, I thought, wait, you, you're certified in Hogan. I haven't taken that one. I need to do that, right? So just one reason why I thoroughly enjoyed that, that process with you. But, uh, but each time I took an assessment, it was another slice of who I was. And so I had various assessments, you know, mm-hmm. on, my, on my shelf. And I knew pieces of myself. But this just kind of pulls it together and helps me understand why sometimes I'm almost, I experience conflict within myself. So strengths is the Gallup Strengths Finder is, is something that I, I used often in, in corporate with my team. And, and I had an, an understanding of my strengths, but until I actually looked at my strengths along with my values and, and skills and, and interests, I didn't really understand why sometimes I had conflict within myself. So for instance, um, Responsibility is one of my primary strengths, which is exhausting. <laughs> and I know, all, I mean, all, all of our strengths are exhausting to some degree, right? When we take them to the nth degree. But so responsibility is my number one strength. Yet my number one value is connection with people. So I was always in, in the corporate world. I was always, you know, wanting to get stuff done and feeling very conflicted because I also wanted to talk to everybody and understand what everyone's concerns were and mediate and coach and all of these things. And so it was almost, I didn't understand why I had that conflict. And now it makes complete sense to me because I, I really want to get things done and I really want to help people. And so now as a coach, I'm able to get things done through helping people. So it's not an either or type type thing. So that's, that's just one example. But uh, I did work, I worked with a client a couple weeks ago who said he really has no idea why he ever went into what he went into. And it just became apparent through working with me on the UMAP and um, helped him understand that there was no need for him to continue down that path just because it was the path he started down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens so often, right? I call it the accidental career. Like you get into something 
And then you stay and you stay. And much like you, I felt like I'll take the next thing. I'll take the next thing. Or even in my case, the company was like, we'd like you to take the next thing. Yeah, leading network infrastructure, not something I ever saw myself doing, but yes, I did it. So you just never know where you, and I learned a lot from it for sure. So I think at all those experiences, you learn something that's going to take you to the next place. What I love about the UMAP, um, and like I said, we're going to spend more time on it, you and I together, but I think what I love about it is that I have done strengths on people. I have done values exercises. I have done all these other things as individual pieces. What I like about it is it kind of marries all those things together to give you that full picture you were talking about, which I think is, as a coach, really helpful <laughs> to, to have it all in one place. And I assume for the clients as well, they can start to see the connections mm-hmm. in a better way, like you mentioned. Okay, I Absolutely. love that. So um, what would you say if you could describe any of the biggest wins that your clients have had with you? I would say really understanding what what they were, where they were feeling misaligned in life and just could not pinpoint. Because so often we 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 think we're we know ourselves. We're we're with ourselves all the time. But we aren't really taking the time, generally speaking, to really self-reflect. And even if we are, we're still in our own heads and we still have the same swirling thoughts. So things just become more apparent when you can verbalize them. So, uh, and just think out loud. Um, so I think one, one of uh, uh, a huge win from my perspective and, and from my client's perspective as well, working with her and, and helping her understand her strengths and her values, all of those things together helped her realize, even though she was really enjoying the career she was in and and the role she was in, she had some misalignment with her values. It wasn't allowing her to be fully, fully fulfilled. Uh, And so a couple weeks after, you know, our, our um, engagement ended, she sent me a note and said, well, I, I got a new job. (laughs) Really? We hadn't specifically talked about her getting a different job. She understood why she was, you know, kind of out of alignment in her existing one, but she's in that role now. She's loving it. And it just, it better aligns with her values and she's able to better utilize all of her, her, uh, natural talents because of it. She doesn't feel stuck. Yeah. I love that. That's so amazing. Great. I mean, just for you to see like what you're doing is making a difference for other people, I think is just who you are now. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time with you and I know that about you and just how much you care about the other person really getting the best experience and being able to live their life in the best way and use their genius in the best way. That's, I know that's really important to you. Okay. We're going to change to a new direction. You have on your LinkedIn page that you are a travel junkie. (laughs) I would love to hear more about, it sounds like you traveled for work, but how many countries have you been to? Like, what have you taken away from those experiences that has helped you as a coach? I don't know how many countries I've traveled to, Sue. That's I need to figure this out. You're going to have to add that up for me. Uh, First of all, I want to say, I... I don't think everyone needs to be a traveler because I think some people might have some concerns that, oh, Sherry's going to try to get me to go to Vietnam or something. Some people don't want to do that. And that's totally understandable. (laughs) That is totally my thing. I love it. But um, 
in fact, okay, so I went to, let's see, in college, I studied in London just for a few weeks. I didn't want to miss out on everything that was going on with my friends. <laughs> And to the whole semester. So I went for a few weeks in the summer and then I traveled by myself to um, just backpacked around. And that really opened my eyes to what was possible. And the fact that this was before the Euro and before cell phones and the internet and all those things. So, I mean, I couldn't do that now probably. And plus I have very, um, I have different standards now too. I wouldn't be able to sleep in a in a, um, a hostel with 18 people in the room probably at this point. But um, it helped me yeah. just get so outside my comfort zone. The only language I know is English. I can say agua in Spanish. And I didn't even go to Spain, so it was irrelevant. But um, just recognizing that, that uh, like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure-outable. So I needed to figure out... Mm-hmm what the heck people were saying, what was on the menu, everything was an adventure. And I'm an, a very adventurous person when it comes to not knowing what what's going to come of something. I'm not, you know, I don't leap out of planes or bungee jump or anything like that. I don't want to feel like my life's in jeopardy. But um, I love the adventure of, of uh, uncertainty. And so I had a lot of that while I was traveling. And so that's what I just, and I love getting to know people in different um, cultures and just connecting with people. And I found during my time that summer that I could connect with people without even speaking the language. And I just love that because regardless of the differences we have from culture to culture, we still have a lot of the same um similarities, the same similarities. We, we have a lot of similarities, mostly similarities. And most people in the world are good people. And so I just love connecting with them. So uh, let's see, I've been to, I went to Vietnam with a friend just prior to COVID. We returned at the very end of January, 2020. Um, so that was my latest really big adventure, I'd say. Um, and yeah, we love traveling with our boys too and just introducing them to, to different cultures. And so often we can get international flights a lot cheaper than we can domestic flights. So <laughs> we don't have anything against traveling in, in the States, but uh, we just love the the different culture, introducing those different cultures to our boys and it's often cheaper too, so. Wow, I love that because, you know, I didn't actually leave the country until I was way older. And uh I realized, you know, it just gives you such a perspective of mm-hmm. what you have, what you don't have, depending on where you are. And I really wished I would have done it sooner. I love to travel too. Um, I haven't been to Vietnam, but I love to go to places that are very different. And you're right about the people. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just wonderful, no matter where I was at. Um, I just felt like it gives you such a a new way of looking at your own life and a new way of appreciating what you have if you're in a place that doesn't have as much. And then also just recognizing that people are just good, right? Just people are just good people. And they just are like, for example, we went to India and I met with uh, a bunch of team members that have been doing work for us at Crafts, but I had never actually met, but they had pictures that we had sent to them and they had them all over their cubicles. And I just thought, wow, that is so amazing. Like, they're just trying to connect, create connection with us 
because they couldn't physically right. be with us. So they then they all were like, can we get our picture with you? <laughs> can we get a picture with you? So I was like, okay, if you replace those pictures with some of these, that's yes, great. Yeah. Yes. So it, it, it was so fun. I mean, I just, you know, things like that, that they look at the important things in life and pay attention to those things, sometimes more than I think we do. And I think, and, and I, we talked about this last week too. I went to India for work as well and just, having an understanding of one another's environments is just so, so important. And like, like you said, I mean, the fact that they had your pictures and understanding how much they needed to have a connection with you and how important that was. I mean, that's huge in, in working with people is understanding who they really are and understanding their environments and culture and, and all of those things. So yeah, I, I love the adventure in that. Yeah. I love that too. Okay. Well, we definitely want to know how many places you have been when you get that count ready to go. <laughs> Plus the other thing is, I think you're teaching your kids, right? The importance of what's possible, right? And taking some risks, you know, being able to go. There's a lot of people who've never left the country and I was definitely one of them at one point. And so I think it's also that there's a lot of world out there to see and a lot of cool things. And you're helping them see that that's possible by you doing that, setting the example for them. I love it. And even if it's not traveling outside of the United States, there's there's so much that we can do to move outside of our comfort zone, even in the States or even within the same state, just doing something that makes you slightly uncomfortable, I think is so, so important. And I truly, I, I don't think that everyone should aspire to be a traveler. I don't think it's meant for everyone. And in fact, when my friend and I were in Vietnam, we kind of laughed about, we thought, oh, could you picture so-and-so here? You know, because they would be disgusted by whatever it was that we were eating or, which is great. And, and another thing I feel passionately about too, is that everyone chooses to spend money in different ways as well. And I think oftentimes people feel like, well, I should want to travel or I should do this. And, and that's one thing I really help people understand is what they should be doing for themselves. It doesn't matter, you know, what everybody else is doing, what's relevant to them Mm -hmm. and their desires and what do they truly value? Yeah. Get rid of the shoulds and do what makes you happy and brings you joy. Yes. I have a couple children who got to see me travel and now have that travel bug. Like, when can we go? We're ready to go. (laughs) Like, yeah, I got to do it for work. So it's a very different experience (laughs) when I'm paying for it. Right. So love that. Very different. So what are some of the cool and big things that you're working on right now in your business or anything new that you're focused on that you want to share with the audience? So my UMAP is my starting point with all clients now, which I'm really excited about because I love the ahas that that people get just in our first couple sessions. That's it's just so fun. Um, but really, now that I've realized, wait a minute, I this I need to work with students. This is a real thing. I could help prevent people from getting stuck in their forties. Uh, reaching out and figuring out, okay, what is that? What does that look like? And and uh, do I help colleges? What does that look like? So I'd say that's my biggest and. And reaching out to organizations and determining, okay, how can I, to more organizations, how can I, how can I help in business too and, and help teams? So I'm really excited about that. That's, that's what I really, really loved in my corporate experience was, was the, the um, team facilitation and training and all of those things. So 
uh, doing more of that is uh, where I'm headed and I'm really excited about. Well, I love that for you because you're just perfect for that. And just because of you, like you're just, your energy is really, you have high energy, a lot of joy, a lot of laughter. Uh, we're very similar in that way. <laughs> we had a lot of laughter. I'm sure the coffee shop was we like, did. please, please leave. You guys are so low. Are you speaking there too? It's fine. <laughs> it was just a really fun time. Okay, so we're going to go into what I call a rise up and be visible quick tips. So these are four questions that I'm going to ask you that I'd love to get your perspective on. The first one, fill in the blank. Visibility is? Uncomfortable. Mm, can you say more about that? It's not for everyone, but I think it is for a lot of people. It certainly was for myself and for me. And I, I can't even say I'm over that. Like it was and now it's not. But especially in the corporate environment, I, I really big on giving people credit and I would often take the credit away from myself and put it on other people or maybe dismiss what I had done. Uh, and and I, I don't think I consciously, I, I mean, I love your entire book, Sue, and, and everything you're doing. Uh, I don't think I consciously even thought about it that way. I just thought I'm not an attention seeker. I don't like to have the the attention on me and I want to make sure other people have credit. And so when I was doing that, I was taking all of the credit away from myself and really just being dismissive of it. So I find it to be somewhat uncomfortable. And even now as an entrepreneur, it took me a bit to really even tell people what I was doing because I don't even want to seem like I'm getting attention. But uh, I heard someone relatively recently say that, you know, if you're having a party and you want people to, to enter your environment and you want to, let's say, be able to help them, but you want them to attend your party, you have to tell them about the party. And I thought, you know, I've invited a few people to my party. <laughs> But I haven't really given them my address or told them, you know, about all the benefits of the party and all the, you know, the, the snacks and beverages we're going to have here, right? And so I, if I were to do it again, I would think more about how helpful it is for other people if I'm making myself more visible. People, people don't know you're having a party unless you tell them about it. I love and that. <laughs> I think I could have helped more people if I if I had been more vocal about, hey, here's here's what I do. Here's how I can help you. And and I think it's it's um, you know, if I had a better under the, the understanding I have of myself now, if I had had that then, I would have been better able to do that as well. Yeah, I call that just sharing information, right? I'm just sharing information with you. You can right. decide whether or not you want to yeah. do something with it or not. Uh, that's not my decision to make for you, but I I love the party. I think that's so clever. Very smart. <laughs> very, right. very smart. Like people want to be. People want to know about the party. Who doesn't want to go to a party? Mm -hmm. Who's helping them? Love that. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have advice or a tip that you could share with the listeners on what you have done to be visible? I have realized that it's really just helping people. You know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not. I do not in any way want to have any convincing energy. 
And I think because I've been concerned about seeming as if I'm trying to convince people, I just don't tell them about the party. (laughs) Uh, When really it's not, I'm not interested in convincing anyone. I, I want to work with people who don't have to be convinced and who are think who just want to come to the party, right? <laughs> if, if I were to have a party, I wouldn't want to talk people into yeah. coming to the party, right? I wouldn't want those types of people at the party. So I'm, I'm trying to think about it in that way. So my tip is really to think about it as a party and think about just helping people. So regardless of your environment, just sharing what you do with people, if we think about it as just helping people and providing them information, like you said, it's a very different, a very different mindset. So I've just been showing up and being who I am. And one thing I do is, I mean, I'm just very, here's who I am. I have a green screen. The whole background thing isn't working out. That's fine. You know, I don't get too worried about, this is just kind of how I operate. And I, I'm very much like that in one-on-one settings. And I'm just realizing, you know, this is, this is who I am in, in, um, social media. This is, this is just who I am. And I kind of think about it as if I'm just meeting one-on-one with each person. I wouldn't be any different in that setting. So I'm trying to think about it in that way. I love it because I think that's very refreshing. Sometimes you see someone on social media and they are very different in person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just reassuring to people that, want to work with you, that you are exactly the same as what they're seeing in social media. And when they talk to you, you're the same person every time, right? You're always showing up with just joy and transparency and genuineness. And that's the people that need to work with you or they're going to be attracted to that. So that's amazing. Okay, next one. What is the one piece of leadership or career advice that you received that helped you the most? In the book, uh, Lean In, I was going to have the author's name ready, but I can't remember. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl yeah. Samper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it was, it's, it's in the it's forefront right of my mind. So it's just going to be there. Um, I really enjoyed that book. And there was just one, one um, suggestion she had in there and one story that really stuck with me. I think when it comes to being visible and just kind of um, telling people about ourselves and just, you know, being visible, being visible. I think part of the challenge there is that I'm in the Midwest and we talked about this a little bit last week, Sue. And I mean, there are a number of factors at play, but I think part of it's being in the Midwest. Anyway, in Lean In, there is, she shares a story about when she went to a particular meeting and she sat in the back of the room. There were only so many chairs at the table and she sat against the wall. And her boss at the time said, no, you need to sit at the table. You, you deserve to sit at the table just as, any, just as much as anyone else. And that really stuck with me because I thought, I thought about how often I would go into a meeting and I would just automatically take a chair in the back just because I'm a nice person. And not that I, I consciously thought, oh, somebody else deserves a seat at the table more than I do. None of that was conscious, but that's what I was, that's the energy I was putting out there when I would take a seat in the back of the room. So just, I, I would often think about that. And I told, an, I've told a number of people about that because that's, it's how we show up. And, you know, I am, I can be a nice person and still sit at the table. <laughs> of course I have a hundred percent. Yes. That was definitely my experience as well. So I, I can totally relate to that. 
Okay, last question. What books have you read recently that you love and would recommend to the listeners? Oh gosh, so many. This was, um, this is a hard one, but the one I'm reading right now, I'd say is one of my favorites. And anytime I tell my husband, oh my gosh, this is such a good book. He's like, better than the last <laughs> one that you told me I had to read. <laughs> well, I don't know. But this one, um, I actually have it right here. It's Dream Big by Bob Goff. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. And he is, so I'm, and I think we've talked about the Enneagram. Surely we have in one of our discussions. Mm-hmm. Too, but yes. mm-hmm. I'm an Enneagram 7 and so is Bob Goff. And he is just, he he's just, um, I don't know. He and I would be friends if we knew one another. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, But the whole premise of the book is he says, dream big, know what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. And I just, maybe one of the reasons why I love the book so much is I feel like there's nothing in the book I've disagreed with. I read it and I think, yes, yes, that's what I think too. (laughs) And generally we like to support, you know, what our beliefs, right? So because Bob has published it and all of his um, published thoughts are totally in line with mine. I'm just really enjoying it. But he just, you know, talks about dreaming big. And um, he was actually an attorney and now he presents and does all kinds of things, retreats. And he just talks about having, you know, not focusing on what you want to be, but, you know, doing doing what feels good to you and and doing what you're meant to do. And that could look like you know, 27 different things throughout your career, but just living into Mm -hmm. who you're really meant to be. Well, I love that. Oh my gosh. I'm totally putting it on my list. Uh, I always think, you know, people don't dream enough in their lives, right? They're just going through the motions every single day and pretty soon you're 80 years old and you don't want to have regrets. So anytime I can get people to start to dream bigger, I am all about that. So I will definitely check out the book and recommend it to people uh, so that they can read it too. And you'll have to add okay. it to your list. It's probably this long already, right? Yeah. So. You don't want to see how many books are on my list to read. It's a lot, but I, I love to read. So I'm all good with that. How can people get in touch with you, Sherry, if they want to reach out and talk to you about UMAP or working with you? So the best way would be my website, which is the dash mindset.com. And I'm out on LinkedIn as well. I am on Facebook, but LinkedIn is, is, um, where I am more often. So, uh, yeah, just send mm-hmm. me a note on LinkedIn or if you go, if you go to, uh, the dash mindset.com, you can schedule some time with me there too. I'm open to 15 minute chat. I love, I love all <laughs> beverages, but I'm open to a 15 minute <laughs> coffee date. If coffee needs a beverage of choice that day or doing call consults as well. Those can also be scheduled on my website. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending time with me last week. I, I think we just had an amazing time and I feel very fortunate to have you as a friend and a coach. And I know what great things you're doing in the world. So I'm happy to let the rest of the world meet you if they haven't met you yet. Likewise. Thank you so much, Sue. You're so welcome. Thank you everybody for joining this episode of the Visibility Factor Podcast. We'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor Podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.